over and wondered what's happening there. A young man was running from in that direction and stopped just to catch his breath. I asked him to please tell me what was the hurry. Uh, many people can even quote it. 
Uh, people that aren't even in church can quote it, quote this verse, because it is a very popular verse. But we're going to jump right into the text this morning. John chapter number 3. Get your Bible out. John chapter 3. Or uh, look up here with me. And uh, we're going to read John 3. And we're going to take our text from one verse this morning. We're going to jump right into the story. Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. And we'll go back. I'm just going to just preview a little bit. And we're going to jump right in. Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he says, uh, who are you? Uh, I need to know the truth. And Jesus tells him, uh, you must be born again. And then he says, how can a man be born when he is old? And Jesus goes on to tell him that, uh, that I'm talking about a, a physical birth and a spiritual birth. And then Jesus begins to share with him the gospel. And Jesus shares with him the gospel. And I want to share with you the truth about the gospel, the greatest love of any man greatest love i believe in the world love is an action word and we're going to look at that today today we'll look at one of the most famous verses in the bible luke now john chapter 3 and let's begin reading in verse number 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But have everlasting life. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we start this morning. Lord, as we go to look at this text, help me to convey the thoughts in which you have me to convey. Lord, I know that we've already prayed this morning. Ask the church folks to pray at 10 o'clock this morning. We've already prayed together. Pray for those that are watching, and I, and I pray, and you'll help me this morning. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So just by way of introduction, we're here. The story is there. Nicodemus is there. Jesus is telling him. Now let's move on to the sermon number one. Point number one is the declaration of God's love. God begins to declare his love for the world. See, the Bible says in verse number 16, he says, for God so loved the world. Who does he love? He loves the world. And his, he was making a declaration. He was declaring to all that could hear that God loves the world. See, Nicodemus knew about God. He knew about God's holiness. He knew about God's law. He knew about God's judgment. But he did not know about God's love. And so today, as we look at this, he is declaring, Jesus is declaring that God's love, this is his love. <clears throat> See, as we, as, we, as we go through history and we look at what's taking place in the world, you know, heathen religions, religious gods are mean and cruel. But God, God, our God, my God, is His love, is unequal love. Is, and there's no one in this world that can even come close to the love of God as far as loving other people. No declaration, watch, no declaration of love has affected man so wonderfully and blessed as this 
declaration of divine love. Nowhere in the world has it ever affected mankind like it has by the love of Jesus Christ. See, God, for God so loved the world. He loves everyone. And it's not just that God loves certain people or certain groups or certain religions or certain uh, color of people, but God loves all. And so for God so loved the world. What a great declaration to be known today that God loves this world. You say, well, if God loves this world, why do bad things happen? But God loves this world, but things happen, people happen. He allows man to make their choice. He allows man to have freedom of choice, of freedom to do what they want to do. But ultimately, God is love. God's declaration of love. He declares his love. Not only do we see that him declaring his love, but number two, we see God's love is an unwavering love. Look at verse number 16. The Bible says, God so, what? Loved the world. This loved is a past tense love. So what is this saying about God's love? His love is unwavering. His love is unchanging. He loved me before I was redeemed. He loved me before I was saved. He loved me before I, I, I got his righteousness. He loves me in spite of me. He loves me before I was even born. He loved me. And it says, for God so loved. His love doesn't change. His love will never change. God's love is always true. God's love is always sure. It's always, it's always there. God's love is unwavering. It doesn't move. It doesn't change. It doesn't feel bad. He still loves us. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what do you say, preacher? I mean this, God's love is unwavering. Romans tells us that there's not any death that can separate us. There's not life. There's not an angel. There's not a principality. There's not a government. There's not things present that we're going through. Things to come in the future. Not a height. Not a death. That will be able to separate us from the love of God. Oh, I'm so thankful this morning for God's love that will that is unwavering. And here's the deal: is God's love is unwavering in the fact that whether you sin and you're wrong and you're not right with God and you're away from God's God's love never changes towards you. God's love never changes towards me. See, he gives us the perfect illustration of the prodigal son and his father who stays home and the prodigal son who goes off and wastes his earthly living and go and does his own thing and he seeks the things of the world 
But the Bible tells the illustration and the illustration is that we are the wandering or that son is the wandering Christian who goes away from God. But what never changes is his daddy never changes and the love his daddy has for his son never changes the way he feels, never changes the way he loves his son. God's love is unwavering and the Bible says that as a prodigal son, the son who went out and wasted all his daddy's money that he got from him, he went out to the world, wasted it, lived in a pig's pen, and, and ate from the pig's pen. And the Bible says that as the father saw his son coming down after he came to himself and realized there's more at my father's house than what's in this pig pen. And he came to himself and he come running down the road to his daddy's house and the Bible says that his daddy ran and he kissed him and he gave him a new robe and a new ring and a new roof. And he gave him a fatted calf. Why did he do that? Because of his love that's never changing. May I submit to you this morning that God's love is never changing. And it's an unwavering love. There are times in my life I don't deserve God's love. But he still loves me. My faults, my failures, my mistakes. Man, I'll mess up. I'll mess up today. I'll mess up tomorrow. And God's love is still there. But because of his love and because of his unchanging love, he declared it to the world. God's love is there. Hallelujah. Never changes. God's declaring his love, the unwavering of his love. Number three, I want to share with you the depth of God's love. The Bible says in that same verse, for God so loved who? Who did he love? His love never changes. He declared his love, but he loves who? The world. Look, and here's the depth of God's love. Here's the depth. There is no parameter there is, no, there is no place that you say, well, we've ran out of God's love. Oh, it doesn't reach all the way over there. But it reaches to the whole world. His love is so large that the whole world can feel it. No love has ever embraced so many. If we love, if we love a few people, do you know what we can count on our hand or, or we can have our family together and we love a lot of them, but there may be some of our family that we might even like. I don't like that guy, but I love him, but I don't like him. And uh, we, we have so many that we can say we love, but there's not any of us that can say we love every person in this whole world. But God's, the depth of God's love is that God loves everyone. God loves everyone, even those that spit in his face. He loves. Can you imagine as Christ was giving of his life, those that nailed the nails in his hands, those that nailed the nails in his feet, those that spit upon him, those that mocked him, those that made fun of him, those that beat him across the back, he says as he goes to the cross, I love you. That's the depth of God's love. Is he loves the world. There's not one person in this world that God doesn't love. 
the most wicked, the most vile person, God loves them. I know sometimes it may be hard to understand. Sometimes it may be hard to even grasp that God loves everyone. But God loves everyone. Let me ask you this. What did I do to deserve God's love? What have I done to deserve God's love? I encourage each and every one of you to share God's love. So God's love is, in this text we see that it's a declaration of God's love. It's an unwavering of God's love. There's the depth of God's love. It's so deep. It's so deep. It's so deep. I want to sing to you a song this morning. God's love. God's love. To me, there's an old song that says, The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how marvelous. Hey, this is God's love. This is His love that is deeper, that is wider, that is more infinite than you and I could ever tell. How deep God's love is for us. The song says, and I can't find it, the song says that the love of God is so deep that you can take the oceans and fill them with ink and you can take a pen and begin to write about God's love and begin to write about all that God has done and all that God will do and all that God has done in the past and all that God has done in, God, all that God has done in the present. And you can begin to write across the sky of the parchment made and it would drain the oceans of all the ink that would be filled of God's love. Oh, how deep God's love. <coughs> Not only do we see the depth, the unwavering, the declaration, the proof. What's the proof? Prove to me, preacher. Prove to me that God loves me. You say, I don't see it, what's going on. I don't see what's going on. I'm going to tell you the proof. I'm going to tell you the proof. The Bible says, for, the, for God so loved the world that He gave. He gave. See, love is an action word. Love is something you do. Love is something you show. Love is something you express. And Jesus gave. God gave. His only Son, true love, gives. True love is not just saying, I love you. True love is not just saying it, but it's showing it. And God shows His love by what He did. What did He give? What did he give? He gave his only begotten son 
listen to this. One can give and not love. But one cannot love and not give. You can give all you want and not love people. But you cannot love without giving. One of the first evidences of love in a courtship, in a dating relationship, in a relationship between man and woman, is the giving of gifts and how you give things to each other. How is it that when God loved me, when He loved me, He gave His only Son so that you and I could go to heaven? How in the world can we not say God loves me because He gave His only Son? I have three daughters, and I could never imagine giving my daughter's life, no offense, for yours. I can't imagine deciding one of my daughter's life for yours. But God gave his only son. See, not only was it his only son, but it was, only, it was his only begotten son. He gave to prove his love for me. Why would God do that? Why would God do that for me? He gave. See, we're looking at God's love this morning. He's declaring it. It's unwavering. The depth of God's love is deep. But God's love is a giving love. See, and here's where we are. God's love and the depth of God's love is so deep that God gave to people that hated him. That God gave to people who despised him. God gave to people who said, hang him on the cross, spit on him, rip out his beard. God gave to those men. But I will say this, that God gave to me. And guess what? Those of you watching right now, God gave for you. And those that will watch in the future, God gave for you. God gave for my three little daughters. God gave for my wife. God gave for every single person that is in this, in this world. Because of the depth of God's love. There's not enough words for me to tell how deep the Father's love is for me. God's love. We see that God's declaring his love in John 3.16. We see that God's love is unwavering. It'll never change. We see that God's love is the depth of God's love is so deep. We see the proof of God's love that he gave. <coughs> then number five, what do we see? We see the price of God's love. We see the price 
of God's love. We see the depth, the decoration, the unwavering, the, how he gave, but the price. What was that price? What was the price in which he'd have to pay? What was the price in which it cost? I know when I go to the grocery store and I know that as we go to check out and as we pick things up and we put it into the car, we pick up things based on the cost a lot of times, especially if you're watching how much money you spend or if you're on a budget and you only have so much money to spend, you're saying, okay, well, I can spend this or I have this much to spend. So you, so you specifically put certain amounts in there. But can you imagine the cost in which it would cost for all men's sin, all the sin that had taken place before Jesus, all the sin that would take place after Christ, all the sin that will take place today, all the sin that will take place tomorrow, is the, the price in which needed to be paid was the price of the life of Jesus Christ. The life of Jesus Christ. If you love much, guess what? You will give much. See, and I think that if we look at the price in which Christ paid, we can look at this, that God gave freely. God's price for his love was his only son. But I ask you this. The price for God's son to die on the cross was you. Was me. <laughs> Is that not convict you? That God's love, that's what, what drove him to the cross? The song that says, it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying breath will give me life. His love has paid my ransom. My sin that held him there. Hey, Christian. I'm thankful for that. Those of you that are watching, is there one of you that says, I don't know I'd go to heaven? You know what? I'm not for sure. You know, I'm fixing to end. I'm fixing to be done. Tonight, we're going to finish up the rest of John 3.16. But I ask you this question. God's love's been declared. God's love is unwavering. God's love is, is full of depth. God's love he gave. God's love's price was my sin. I ask you this question. Do you know the Lord this morning? Do you know the Lord this morning? If you were to die today, do you know for sure that you'd go to heaven? Do you have any doubt this morning? Do you have any questions whether you would or whether you would not? I'm going to tell you, 
The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, he says, These things have I written unto you that you may believe on the name of the Son of God and that you may know, K-N-O-W, know that you can go to heaven. So I ask you, you say, I don't know I'd go to heaven. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to end in just a moment. And I'm going to give you my number. And you give me a call. Or I'm going to give you the church's number and you give me a call. And say, I need to know I'm going to heaven. I need to know right now. My phone number. 870-885-0800. Call me. I need to know. It's too much for me to try to tell you how to do it right now, right there where you're at. In this uncertainty of times, what's going to happen? Call me. Inbox the church. Do something. I don't know. I need to know. I would love to share with you about God's love. Shared with you this morning. God's love is unwavering. It's unchanging. God's love, he's declared it. Let us declare it. God's love has a price and his son paid that price. God's love has death and praise God for the death. So let us pray as we end today. If you don't know, please, please contact. We want to help you. Lord, thank you for everyone that is here with us this morning, all on, online. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to pray with these people. I ask right now that you, maybe there was someone that was listening that says, I, I'm not for sure. I pray that they will pick that phone up and call me. I'd love to share with them what it means to know for sure they're on their way to heaven. Lord, thank you for giving us this opportunity as a church to still meet when we cannot meet. I love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for taking your time to get on here this morning. Many of you came on and came off and I don't, I, I, I don't care that you spent five minutes or you spent the whole time with us. Thank you. God bless you. We'll see you tonight.